youth department's got some good things happening after service. Coffee night tonight, desserts, coffee, chocolate, hot chocolate, something. I don't know what all they've got back there, but it's going to be good. So I'll make you a deal. If you can la- listen fast, I can preach fast. Matthew chapter 26, verse 33. Stand with me for the reading of the word. Jesus was preparing for the cross. He was preparing his disciples for what was awaiting. Giving them some last instructions, final words. The Apostle Peter was a very vocal person, very passionate person. He's the one that bought the sword. He he cut the man's ear off. He was very passionate. We need that in people. Amen. We need that in people. Matthew 26, verse 33, Peter answered and said unto him, him being Jesus, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said, verse 35, unto him, Though I should die with thee, Yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. Pray with me tonight. Father, we love you. God, we're thankful for this opportunity for us to seek after you and pursue you in worship and study of your word is granted unto us this night. We're thankful tonight. We're able to be in your house. We're able to be in covenant with you. We're thankful tonight, Lord God, that you have called us out of darkness You've given us this marvelous light of truth. We're thankful tonight. Your love is extended to us daily. Your mercy endures to all generation. We're thankful tonight, God, your grace is sufficient. It covers a multitude of sin. We're thankful tonight, Lord God, that you make yourself available. You said if we get close to you, you would get close to us. So I'm asking in the name of Jesus tonight, grant me, Father, a word from your throne that I might minister this good news, this good gospel, that it brings forth a harvest. Help me, Lord God. Help you. Help people tonight. I love you. I honor you. Asking your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I made mention of it several times this morning, and I wanted to carry that on in this afternoon's message, how that Jesus asked the question, do you love me? Or lovest thou me? We look into scripture in Matthew 26, and this is going into the time that Jesus is going to enter the garden. Judas is going to come and betray him. But I found out that promises that are made in good days are often very difficult to carry out or fulfill in bad days. Peter made the promise of how he would not be offended, how he would not deny, yet when all chaos happened, when all the turmoil came, when all the fearness of darkness, 
all the principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places began to move and began to tempt and began to create all the chaos and the darkness, we understand that this brave heart begins to melt and fear begins to control his emotions. Peter goes as far as to compare himself to the others. They may, but I will never. Other people might, but not me. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. Jesus takes it to another level and he said, Not only are you going to be offended, but before the rooster crows, you're going to three times deny me. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet I will not deny thee. The intent was good. The desire was good. The promise was accurate. That was his intent, is to relay his heartfelt desire. His emotion at that moment was, I would never, I would never, I would never walk away from you, Jesus. Yet Peter would be the one that would openly deny his relationship with Jesus. The other left Peter said I am not Matthew chapter 26 verse 69 now Peter sat without in the palace a damsel came unto him saying thou also was with Jesus of Galilee but he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. You see, just a handful of scriptures prior to verse 69, Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. Verse 71, when, the, when he was gone out into the porch... Another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. Verse 73, and after a while came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou also art one of them, for thy speech betrayeth thee. Then began he to curse and to swear, If my speech betrayeth me, let me curse and let me swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately, the cock crew, the cock crew, or the rooster crowed, as we would say. We understand how that day played out. That was a day of regret. That was a day of bitter weeping. That was a day of sorrow, a day of failure. A day whenever a man was not able to fulfill the promise that he made to the Savior. That was a day whenever the enemy triumphed 
That was a day when the enemy was victorious. That was a day when Peter denied the one he loved in the hour Jesus needed him the most. We may all, maybe not everyone, but we may all have some point in our walk with God that we could relate to that day. Amen? Maybe all of us could look back and look at the Apostle Peter and God said, write that down, Matthew. Matthew might have rebuttaled just a little bit and said, wait a minute, God, that's a day of victory for the enemy. And he said, write that down, Matthew. We need to jot that down for readers 2,000 years later to realize what the Apostle Peter went through on that day. In that one day, he said, I will not deny thee. And before the rooster crowed that next morning, he had denied him three times. He said, I'll die with you, but I'll not, I'll not forsake you. I'll die with you. I'll not be offended at you. I want you to think for just a moment how that many people we know that are Christians today, that are sold out for God today, have a day like Peter had, that somewhere in their past, somewhere in their yesterday, they had such a failure in their life that every time, Every so often the enemy wants to bring it back to the forefront. A day when we thought we were strong. And yet all we displayed before the world was weakness. If you're here tonight and you can relate to Peter in his failure. Relate to Peter in the fact that after you were warned yet you came up short. I want us to understand tonight that as Satan failed to destroy Jesus on the cross, as Satan failed to destroy the apostle Peter when he wanted to sift him as wheat, Satan has also failed in his attempt to destroy you because you're here tonight. As Satan attempted to destroy everything that was good in the Apostle Peter's life, he said, I want to sift him as wheat. As he attempted to destroy anything good that came from God when he had the people yell, crucify him. I want you to know tonight that Satan has failed in his attempt to destroy you in your day of weakness when you can relate to the apostle Peter he said I do not know him your speech betrayeth you he said let me change my speech let me curse a while let me, let me swear a while does it sound like Jesus now I don't know the man and the rooster crowed and the bitter weeping started I want you to get this scripture in your spirit Micah Chapter 7, verse 7. And this is the remedy. He said, Therefore I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. And here he makes the great declaration. Because failure does not have to be the last say. The Apostle Peter is a great example of the fact that failure is not the last say in our life. For Judas, he allowed failure to be the last say, and he took his life, and he lost out 
with Jesus. But for the apostle Peter, though he said, I will go back to where I used to be. I'll go back and I'll return to my occupation. We do understand that Micah wrote this. In verse 8 he said, rejoice not against me. Amen. You see, when Moses smote the rock, he might have said, I don't want to write that down. I don't want anybody to know about that. Just let me go on into history as the one that led them out of Egypt. I don't want everyone to know that. And God said, no, you got to write that down. You see, whenever we look into history, we're not seeing all the great heroes without a mistake, but we're seeing all the great heroes that said, rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. Somebody, we've got to get that in our spirit tonight. I may have made a mistake yesterday, and I may have come short two years ago. I may have failed, and everybody knows my fall. Everybody knows my problem, and everybody knows my struggle. I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Here's what I have come to realize. Jesus loves me. And if I love him, we can work this out. You know, we've had people come in and their, and their, their lives are shattered. Their marriage is on the rocks. Failure has taken place. And we sit down, and one of the things that we've got to know up front, do you love him? Yes. Do you love her? Yes. We can work this out. And here's where I've come to in my walk with God. He loves me with a reckless love. He loves me with a love unconditional. He loves me with a love that's never going to fail me. He loves me. And if I love him, if I truly reach down into my heart and I love him, I know we can work this out. This thing's going to be all right. And I'm going to say to Satan, in my failure, in my fall, in my disgrace, in my shame, rejoice not against me, O mine enemies. I'm going to get back up because I believe in the name of Jesus Christ there is forgiveness and there is triumph over failure. And the Apostle Peter is a perfect example of somebody that can recover from open failure. Maybe you can rejoice tonight in the fact that somewhere you realize the fact that God's grace is sufficient. Amen. As the prodigal, the Bible says he came to himself. So you accepted the mercy of God and you stand today. I wish somebody would get this in your spirit that you could say to the enemy, rejoice not against me. I'm getting back up. I want you to know tonight there was restoration that followed the resurrection. You see, while, the, while Jesus was in the tomb, all hope might have been lost. While, while the stone covered the face of the tomb, 
The Apostle Peter might have thought in his mind, Brother Parton, I'm going to go back to what my occupation was before. In fact, Scripture reads, I'm going to go fishing. That's who he was. And in his failure, he's going to return to where he came from. That's who I am. I'm a fisherman. This Jesus is in a tomb. And he may have felt like everything is lost. I made a failure of my life. I I made a mockery of my walk with God. Everybody knows my name. But whenever we look in the scripture, we realize that restoration follows the resurrection. When Jesus, when they got to the tomb and the stone was rolled away, there's hope. When the stone was rolled away and the tomb was empty, there's hope. So for you and I today, we need to understand that in our failure after the resurrection, there is restoration there is a good God of grace that said I want this good news to be preached I want this gospel to be ministered that there's resurrection power and there's restoration for the people John chapter 21 verse 15 so when they had dined this is after the resurrection Jesus had appeared to them three times, I think is what Scripture says. He had brought them bread, he had brought them fish, and he sat down to have dinner with them. Whenever he came, he said, I want you to tell the disciples. But he didn't leave it as tell the disciples. He said, tell the disciples and Peter. You see, the Apostle Peter may have counted himself out, but Jesus didn't. Satan may have counted the Apostle Peter out and said, You remember when you swore? You remember when you cussed like a sailor? Do you remember when you cussed like that in front of all the people? And when your God needed you the most, you bailed out on him? Do you remember that? I'm telling you tonight, Peter remembered that vividly. Peter remembered that every moment of his waking day probably and he still felt the pain and the sting of that sin. That's the reason he said be sober, be vigilant because your adversary the devil, your adversary seeking whom he may devour. And the apostle Peter spoke from experience. I know the sting of his his blow. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, I'm so thankful we read where Simon Peter's among the disciples. You know how many people has made the statement, I can't go back to church? You know how many people have failed in their walk with God and people know it and they say, there's no way I can go back to church? What a good news it is to read where the Apostle Peter was among the brethren. I'm telling you today, if you ever fail, I pray you don't, but if you ever fail, you better know this church doors are open for you. You better know there's an altar of repentance for you. You better know there's a church full of people that's going to love you. We're not burning bridges. We're not burning bridges. Somebody walks out of this way, out of this door, I'm not talking about them. I'm not running them down. I'm not burning bridges. I'm not talking about their sin. I'm not talking about their failure. I'm not talking about their problem. They walk out these doors. I want them to know they can come home. I want them to know there's a God in heaven that wants to include them. And all of heaven's going to rejoice when they repent. There is hope 
after the resurrection, there is restoration for the fallen. Simon Peter, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? You see, he said, Though all men shall offend thee, or be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. And he said, Jonas, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. Do you notice in this set of scriptures, Jesus never mentioned the failure? Isn't that good stuff? He never brought it up. He never said, I told you so. You nod head, I told you. I told you, Peter, what's up? He never mentioned it. Never mentioned it. Never mentioned it. He never said, do you remember? Because he knew Peter remembered. Do you remember, Peter, what I told you? He knew Peter remembered vividly what he was told. Jesus knew. Jesus knew that it was on the mind and always will be on the mind of Peter that he failed. But Jesus doesn't dwell on the past. Praise God. Jesus isn't dwelling on the past. He's dwelling on the future. And so should you. If we're going to get over this, we're going to have to dwell on the future. I like, can you read what he, what he said? Can you see what Jesus said? He said, do you love me? Yes. All right, let's go forward then. Right? Let's go forward. Let me talk about my failure. No, 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 no. We're not talking about your failure. Peter might have thought, Jesus, could we just address the elephant in the room for a moment? Can I just tell you something for just a moment? Jesus does not want to dwell on that. He said, do you love me? Yes, that's all that matters. We're going to go forward. Amen. Do you love me? I do, God. You know I love you. He said, let's, let's go feed some sheep. Let's go feed my lambs. Let's go open the door on the day of Pentecost. Let's preach to those Jewish people that said crucify. Let's open the door for them for salvation. Let's talk about the Holy Ghost. Let's talk about the baptism in Jesus' name. Let's talk about the cross and the resurrection. Let's, cross, let's talk about the future. The Apostle Peter, do you love me? He saith unto him again the second time, verse 16, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, feed my sheep. He saith unto him, verse 17, the third time. Some people say that he relates this back to the failure because he denied him three times. I don't know that. But he did ask him three times and he did fail him three times. Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? He said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. Can I tell you tonight, if you have asked God to forgive you, God's not wanting to talk to you about your failure tonight. 
If you've asked God to forgive you, he's not wanting to talk to you about yesterday's problems. If you've asked God to forgive you, he's wanting to talk about tomorrow. He's wanting to talk about your ministry. He's wanting to talk about you winning souls. As, the, as, as Brother Wade opened the service today, the, the responsibility and the obligation that we've got as the light of the world and the salt of the earth, that we've got this great obligation to go forward and spread this good news. But I'm a failure. I've come short. So have we all. So has the Apostle Peter. So did Jonah. So did David. So did Moses. So did Elijah. So did all the great men and great women of God come short of this glory but he said let's quit talking about it let's talk about faith let's talk about moving mountains let's talk about casting out devils let's talk, talk about healings and miracles let's talk about the future let's go forward in the ministry let's not dwell on yesterday let's go forward in our walk with God I can't do anything about my yesterday nor can you but we can do something about our tomorrow Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? I'm asking you tonight, church, do you love him? Do you love him? Did you know that love is one of the most common feelings that God has placed in humans? So tonight I want to remind you, God's wanting a place in your heart for Him and Him only. I want to remind you of the importance to place your love on Him. The Bible says while we were yet sinners, He not only loved us, He died for us. So the question which we open with and heads this message is as Christ asked the Apostle Peter 2,000 years ago do you love me? what an important question it is tonight do you love him? it deserves consideration from every reasonable Christian from every individual that calls themselves Christ like did you know that our very salvation is bound up with it? Did you know that life and death, heaven and hell, is bound up in that question? Do you love him? Do you love him? And if that answer is yes, then God's going to work with you and God's going to minister to you. And if that answer is I'm not sure, then he wants, to, he wants to work with you and he wants to love on you and he wants to bless you and he wants to anoint you so that you grow in that love toward him. Do you love me? If you answer yes to that, if I could just repeat what Jesus said, I must be about my Father's business. That's our calling. We're laying up treasures in heaven. So a true relationship with Christ goes far beyond a Sunday morning or a Sunday evening service. It reaches the very fiber of our being, of who we are, how we live. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22. Here's the good news that we can. The good news that we have. 
that you put off concerning the former conversation. Conversation not your simply what you speak of, but your conversation is your lifestyle. You put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Verse 23, he said, Be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So may I remind you, God wants to make something new out of your mess. God's wanting to do something wonderful, something beautiful out of my mess. The song says, what a beautiful mess I am. Because God can do something wonderful. God can take what is broken and make it beautiful again. Let's be about the Father's business. In the time that we have left here in the ministry, let's do something about the business God has called us to. Stand with me tonight. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. God's not here to ask you to remember what you did. Jesus is here to ask you, do you love me? If the answer is yes, then I'm asking you tonight in Jesus' name, focus on the future, not on the past. Let's feed God's sheep. Let's link one to another. You know, it concerns me as a pastor when I walk in the sanctuary and people that are normally here on a Sunday afternoon and they're not here and I, everything's running through my mind of why. Why don't we link together, take care of one another, edify the body together. I was finishing up my prayer before this afternoon <clears throat> service began. Brother Parton just knelt down. His family just came in. He knelt down, began to pray. Mason spotted him. Mason thought, I got to get a hug. I got to get a hug from my brother. I love my brother. I got to get a hug. I wish in Jesus' name, everyone of